we do continue to our series on stretching and strengthening. It's our theme for this year, based on Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. As you've heard, some of us were down at the AOG conference, national uh, conference this week, and we survived it. No, it was great. Okay. But I can honestly say, should be, I can honestly say, for me, it was a time of stretching and strengthening. It was as well as inspiring, incredibly inspiring. Now, it takes time to process all that was put on us and given to us, but it was inspirational as well. And just one thing which really, really incredible as far as strengthening is concerned, uh, our national leader, Pastor Glenn Barrett, originally is connected with a, a pastor in Ukraine um, who made a decision, him and his family. Sorry. But as long as his city was being bombed, they were staying. And they were trying to get as many people out of that city as they can. By bus, they've taken thousands out into the borders, the place of safety, but they make a decision. This is our city. God's place is here. And originally... Pastor Glenn was going to say, we're going to get him live so that we can pray for him to be strengthened. But then he flipped and said, no, he needs to pray for us, that we get strengthened. And it was a wonderful moment where he was in a bus taking people to the borders. And in the bus, he was praying, I have no clue what he said, it was in Ukrainian or whatever language it is. But you sense the power and the strength of God impact in that room where we were being strengthened. And then after that, Pastor and said, No, what we're going to do, I'm going to just film you, all your people in this auditorium. Let's just give the biggest support and cheer and give thanks for this, people. So for a few minutes, we just stood and cheered and applauded and thanked God for a man who's declared, This is my city, this is my home. God, and we prayed and we sang a song about we will see the glory of God fill the nations. I'm believing for Ukraine. And let, let's, I just feel I wasn't going to do this, but let's pray again. Father God, we thank you that you so love the world. And we pray again for, the, for your church in Ukraine and Russia, Father God. And we pray that you'll move in power. I pray that the Prince of Peace will have his way, that lives will be saved that, Lord God, you will do something beyond the norm. Let the supernatural power of God move over, not just there, but all our continent, Father God. Let your spirit move, but we pray for you, Ukraine. We pray for the churches there, Lord. Pray for, Lord, thank you for those who are standing to declare that our God is alive and is a God of hope and a God of peace and a God of love and a God of redemption. We just pray for the church and we pray for the people there. We pray for the leaders there. We just pray, God, that you will do great things. Lord, we pray for news headlines which are incredibly different from what they are now and that you will move in power in Jesus' name. Amen. wasn't really going to say that, but I just felt I should. But as we have already heard, even though David completed his AOG training for AOG status a couple of years ago, this was the first conference for three years because of COVID restrictions. I think we have a photo up. This is David with a couple of our leaders, Pastor Glenn Barrett and Stuart Kerr, receiving the status. Now I like him to stand, I mean, 
it is significant. I mean, ARG doesn't make you what you're not. But there's a recognition by other leaders and pastors, the leaders of our movement, that there's a call of God in this man. He's fulfilled all the training, and we, we want to commission and release him into all that God has got and just pray over it. It's God that does it, but there's a recognition by fellow peers and godly men that they did in New Testament times where they appointed and released and prayed over. And I think it'd be great, a part, if David and Helen just stand, a part of uh, our church, if we just stand for you, I'll just come run about there. And let's, you, can you stand and reach and pray your prayer over this couple? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for David and Heather. And we just pray, Father God, we thank you for your, your call on the life. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you for what you've begun to do. Father, we're believing for great things, Lord, in your name, Father God, that they will see the miracles we've spoken about. Lord, that they'll see you building your church in an incredible, powerful way, Father God. Pray for every provision, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that your hand is on them. We thank you, Father God, that you have got a plan and a purpose which is for their good, for your glory, Father. And we just pray blessing over them. We pray for strength, Lord. We pray for godly connections. We pray for support, Lord. We pray, Lord, that us as a church, Lord, we'll encourage them. We'll speak like over them. We'll build them up. We won't pull them down, but we'll encourage, we'll build up. We'll cause them to be you just have a joy in our hearts, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We don't know what the future holds, but we know that you've got some good stuff ahead. And we pray for them together. They'll grow together. We thank you, Lord, for what you've brought them from. But we thank you, Lord. And we're excited that greater things are going to still happen in their life, in their church, in their city, wherever they go. Father, we thank you for them. Lord, we just pray your blessing. Thank you for the connection and gift to us here in your life. And Father God, we just pray, Father God, for an anointing of God to fill them both of them, Lord, in all areas of our life, Father. Lord, in our personal life, Lord, in family life, in recreation, Lord, in their ministry life, Father God. Let the life of God just ooze out of David and Heather, Father God. Let them to grow. Let them be an example, Lord, to others in their world, in their generation. And we pray, Father God, for your power to be revealed and your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you. Sit down. Man. He's one of the new cool dudes in AOG these days. But we're blessed. We won't can I mention conference because we need to process it, but it was it was great and it's great and so inspiring to hear that God is still on the throne and that Jesus is building his church in our nation and the gates of hell are still not being able to prevail against it, and they never will. You hear the bad news story, but some incredible great news, good news stories, not just in Russia, but around the world. And we are excited about what God is going to do. And we're excited here. God's placed us here. And this is our time. This is now. And this is us. God's got us here for this time. And we're going to see God do great things. I'm believing for great things in our church, in our community, in our town, in our nation. If I'm believing alone, I'll believe alone. But I'm still going to believe it. Come on. There's others believing with me, I'm sure. Thank you. We're going to read a scripture that we read earlier in the week. Now I'm going to pick up some points about strength. And it's Romans, the end of four and beginning of five. You need to link them together because Romans five starts with a therefore. And as you've heard so many times before, if you see the word therefore, you've got to look and see what it's there for. Okay. So verse 18 of 4, 
Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations, for God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. That's almost like a throwaway statement, but just think of that. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Wow. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. This is, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Portion here, the story of Abraham he had a promise of a multitude of descendants coming after him. And years went past. It wasn't going to happen naturally. It didn't look good. It was very difficult, even about 100 years of age. But Paul shows and says that we have the same type of faith of Abram had. Abram didn't have a relationship with God because of a law, because of works. It was a faith relationship, believing and trusting God. Just because it's not our works, it's not our actions that cause us to have a relationship with God. It's simply faith through the great grace of God in our life and faith in that relationship. But this lesson and this story of Abram shows that we can be strengthened through delays. Evan needs to put stuff up now. Okay. Um, we're strengthened through delays and there's three areas of delay that can be showed strength in, in Abram's life. Verse 20 is a remarkable verse of chapter 4. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. Just think and pause about that for a moment. The longer the delay in the promise, the more his faith grew. The stronger his faith grew. His faith was strengthened through delay. Delay strengthened his Faith, let me suggest that's not always the case for you and me. We can be in a Sunday gathering and be inspired and believing and trusting God. Wow, we can go to a conference, rah, 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 yes, whoa, I'm excited, I'm wonderfully blessed and challenged. I'm believing God for the world to change in my world overnight. We can go to a prayer meeting, we can pray, we can be prayed for at a prayer meeting, and we think, yes, God's going to do it tonight, and at the very latest, tomorrow morning, if not tonight, and we can get filled up and inspired and whoa, yeah, it's going to happen. Or maybe it's only me that thinks that at times. But then for Abram, as days went by, 
the strength. He was strengthened in faith. It wasn't, oh, it's not going to happen. His faith was not in the when, but in the who who gave the promise. We can have the faith to believe, God, it's going to happen today, it's going to happen tomorrow, I'm believing it. But when the when that we thought doesn't happen, what has to kick in, it's not in the when, it's in the who. His faith was in the who, not the when. There may be some people in here today or watching online whose faith has begun to dilute through years of unfulfilled promise or unanswered prayer. But my prayer today is that your faith will be strengthened through the delay. Abram didn't go to bed every night saying, what a disappointment God's been. What a disappointment that that never happened today. I don't know what's going on. I'm so disappointed because I believe today and it didn't happen. But you know what? He got up every morning. He says, today's the day. Today's the day. And even if it's not today, it's closer than it was. My faith is getting stronger because I'm excited. It says it didn't happen yesterday. That means it must be today. And if it doesn't happen today, at least I'm a day closer. So my faith, I'm getting closer and I'm getting closer and I'm getting closer. And my faith is getting stronger and believing and trusting God that it's going to happen. And this is the day it's going to happen. And then when he went to bed, well, it wasn't. But you know what? See, when I wake up tomorrow, it's going to happen. I'm a day closer. I'm a day closer. I'm not a day further away. I'm a day closer to it happening. His faith gets stronger. But delay strengthened his character as well. Point two or three, so you can know when I'm getting near the end. Abram's faith is our faith. We've got the same faith. God's given the same faith that Abraham had. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. That's about the eternity. That's the wow above any other wow you could ever imagine. Then we share an eternity with God's God. How incredible. That, there's nothing we can really say about that because we don't know. It goes beyond. If people are preaching about what eternity is like, it's only, it's only a glimpse. It's only a little bit of what it's going to be like. It's wow, 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 wow. You know, the first day you met your life's partner, you went, wow. Well, this is way, way, way ahead of that wow factor in your life. But between now and then, we have to live in the here and now. We have the frustration, including time delays of unanswered prayer, unfulfilled promise. But it's in those times that we develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. In those delays, his character was strengthened. Hanging on in there strengthens our character. Holding on and trusting God when all around it doesn't look good. Abram hung in there. And his character grew. Our problem in our thinking is usually that we're a verse 2 of that chapter instead of a verse 3 person. Verse 2 talks about our undeserved privilege. Entitlement. And too often as Christians, we live in an entitlement mindset. Yes, all the promises of God are ours through Jesus Christ. We say yes and amen to all the promises of God. We're entitled to all that, and there's truth in that. But if you simply live in the sense of that entitlement, all you become is a spoiled spiritual brat. If you live in entitlement, I deserve privilege. I should get this. I should get this now. I deserve this. Because of Jesus, I'm worthy of this. But listen, if you're living there, all you're becoming is a spiritual. I nearly said something. I forgot it was online. It had been recorded. Okay. 
but it's song, or you become an entitlement attitude, which is you just become a pain and a spoiled, childish, immature person. We are entitled, but sometimes there's an endurance before we get the entitlement. Our prayers are mainly, give me, give me, give me. It might not be a man after midnight, but our prayers are usually, give me, give me, give me. Anyway, our priorities are, give me. All the promises of Christ, of God are mine. Give me what is mine. Our prayers are, give me. God's plan is, make me. It's making us before giving us. God is far more interested in doing something in you than doing something for you. And he wants to do it in you before he does it for you. If you think about the prodigal son, he had an entitlement attitude. Give me mine. Give me my inheritance. Give me it now, Dad. I'm entitled to this. Just give me it now. Wanting his father dead, that was the kind gist of it. I want it now. Give me what is mine. He endured an awful lot of stuff, all his own making, to be honest. But then after he came back and he said, you know, make me. Make me a higher servant. I've moved. I've endured a bunch of stuff. And it doesn't need to be stuff that is our own making, but sometimes we can go through a process where we start with a give me, give me, give me mentality. But God wants to do a work in us to bring us to a place of just make me. Just make me one of you. God, just make me what you want me to be. Just make me. I'm not interested in the give me. I just want you to make. I just want to be who you've called me to be. I just want to be everything you want. You know what I love about the, the prodigal story? And we sang about prodigals coming back. I'm believing for prodigals coming back. I'm believing for them coming back. You know what I love about the story of a prodigal on their side? When did they have appreciation of, a greater appreciation of Father's house? And there we went. It's once you come back home. When was he a better servant or a more used to father? I'll tell you when it was when he came back home. <laughs> and I'm believing for brothers to come in with a great and a fresh appreciation of Father God, his love, and the house of God. But listen, you know, you go, you see protest marches, don't you? And it's like, what do we want? Blah, blah, blah. When do we want it? No. And we love that kind of entitlement as Christians sometimes. It's like, oh, I want it. I'm entitled. Jesus paid it all. Wow, it's all mine. You know, but the delays strengthen our character. And God is more interested in our character development than he is in anything else. We have to get through in German. If you don't believe me, this is what it says in Hebrews of Jesus. Think of all the hostility he, Jesus, endured from sinful people so you won't become weary and give up. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. 1 Peter 2, 19, For God is pleased when conscious of his will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. If you suffer for doing good, endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. Paraphrase, see when you endure it well, God's pleased with you. Paul, he was putting in everything he could into Timothy's young, up-and-coming young pastor minister. Paul, in his second letter to Timothy, said, I'm pouring it into you. I've been there, I've done that, I've got the t-shirt, Timothy. And before I go, I'm just trying to invest and put into you. And in his second letter, in chapter 2, he says this, endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse 10, I'm willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation, eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. Now verse 12, 
if we endure, we'll also reign with him. I, Timothy, you're a young guy, you're all excited, but you know what? The stuff you're going to have to endure. But if you endure, there's a joy that comes. There's a prize that comes if you hang in there due, during the endurance. Abraham was enduring. Verse 3, what we read says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character. And do you know why we know? For we know that trials help us develop strength of character. And do you know why we are able to endure? Do you know why? We know that endurance in trials and sticking in develops our character. But do you know, there's another for we know, which means we can still hang in with a hope, faith and a hope and a confidence. And we read it in the readings today. And uh, David mentioned how great Romans chapter 8 is. And it's a kind of, uh, my favorite chapter as well. You can live in Romans chapter 8. If you went in Desert Island and you only had to take one chapter of the Bible with you, take Romans chapter 8. And do you know why we can endure stuff and while our character can be developed and we can hang in there? Because the Bible says, for we know that God causes all things to work for good to those who love him and to those who are called according to his purpose. So Abraham, you're enduring, you're hanging in there, but you know what? Your character has been developed and you can hang in there. Do you know why? Because behind the scenes, out of your sight, you know what's happening? I'm causing it to work for good, for my glory and for your good. And I want to encourage you this morning, let your delay not cause you to walk away from God, but hang in there and let God shape you and mold you and to everyone he wants you to be because he's at work in your life and around you and God's doing good things and he is causing all things. If you walk with God and you keep in fellowship with him, God is causing all things to work for good because you love him and you're called to his purpose. See, the delays and the promise are not to destroy us or crush us, but so that we can be strengthened in our character. And delays strengthen his hope as well character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. This hope will not lead to disappointment. The big picture, the hope of resurrection and eternity in heaven with him, but we also live in a land of hope in this world. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations because God told him he would. No, I understand it's simple to say these things, but Pastor Glenn Barrett gave a great message to about leadership, but it was mainly in character development. And he says, it's simple, but it's not easy. Simple means it's uncomplicated, it's easily understood, it's basic and plain. And when we talk about hanging in there and endurance, we understand what we're meaning, but it's not easy. Because easy means something that is achieved without effort. I want to tell you, there's something about when you hang in there and you endure, and God does a work in you, there's a reward which is far greater than if it just gets handed to you in a plate. There really is. When you don't have to make an effort, it doesn't mean as much to you. But when you're hanging in there and you're trusting God and you're in the delay, your faith's been strengthened and your character's going, you know what, there's something more joyful at the end of it. Even when there's no reason for hope, Abram kept hoping. Not a natural hope that we say that I'm hoping this or hoping that. 
but it's a confident hope and expectation, and hope is a choice on a daily basis. Abram chose to live in a land of hope. A feeling, this is what hope is, a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen, or a feeling of trust to expect with confidence, or to cherish a desire with anticipation to want something to happen, to desire with expectation of, of obtainment, of fulfillment, or a desire accompanied by expectation of your belief in fulfillment. Now, there's something in there about hope. Sometimes you get faith and belief of something, and it kind of doesn't happen, and the desire wanes a bit. I'll be honest with you, there's times I've hoped and believed for something that didn't happen. But after a while, I kind of, I don't have the same desire for it to happen. But you know what hope is? Hope's a, I've still got a desire to see that happen. I've a desire to see that healing. I've a desire to see that loved one getting saved. I've a desire to see revival in my city. I've an increasing desire. See, so Abram, it wasn't just a belief for it, but there was a growing desire. I want it more than I did yesterday. I want it more than I did the day before. And tomorrow I want it more. I've got desire to see it. It's not, um, uh, oh, if it happens, it happens. I believe God can do it, but uh, I don't know if it matters anymore. Sometimes we believe for stuff and then it doesn't happen. So I'll just put up with it anyway. I'll just put up with that sickness anyway. I'll learn to live with that, that relationship uh, issue. I'll learn to, to that career thing that didn't work out. I'll learn just to, just, to, just to get through it. But you know, Abram didn't believe that. He didn't say, oh, it was great. Well, last he said, you know what? I'm more excited now. I want to see that son. I want to see those descendants more than ever. I want it more and more and more. And yes, I believe for it. And my faith still believing. But you know what? It's as if, you know what? It's part of that. That's what God does. It. It's like living with hope is, you know what? You wanted it then, but it wouldn't have meant as much. But you know, through that delay and that endures, there's something in you. Wow, 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 wow. It's great that you've done it now. I'm more excited about it now. I'm going to tell people about it because I'm more joyful in my world because you've done it. That delay has strengthened my hope and my confidence and my joy that you're going to do it. My desire to see you move is greater than it was. My desire to see God move in power in a nation is greater than it's ever been. It's not happening. Sometimes you go and you, well, if I don't see it, I don't see it. If it, God only does saves a few people, that's fine. But you know what? I've got desire to see God move in an incredible way. I've got desire to see the church building filled. I've a desire to see God move in different areas. I've got a desire now. I've got a hope that God will do it. And I want to see it more than ever. That's when we may feel disappointed it didn't work out. But hope's not a disappointment. Abraham, there might be the odd day where well, it doesn't matter anymore. But listen, that's not the norm for Abraham. We all evolve days. We all have days where oh, not so good. My faith diminished, my hope. But Abraham, like most days, it was, you know what? I'm still expecting, I'm believing, and I'm desiring to see you move and empower God. I'm desiring to see you do great things. And on. I'm more confident when I first begun because I have a Jesus Christ who is my living hope. And as long as he is living, I have hope that you're going to do something marvelous and wonderful. The band are going to come up. Abraham, the promise, the prayer, it was taking forever to be answered. But in the delay, delay strengthened his faith. Delay strengthened his character. Delay strengthened his hope. Today, this year, we're into strengthening and stretching. 
And my prayer is those who are in that place today, those who have had promises, those who have got unanswered prayers, my prayer is that your faith is strengthened and not diminished through the delay, that your character grows, you're strengthened in character and not diminishing character, and that your hope is strengthened in the delay. Because we need to live with this truth and this reality that God's a God of right timing. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us. Our problem is our timing is normally different from God's timing. And if God's timing is always right, well, what does that say about our timing? We want, we live in a no, 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 no. God says no. Because God's process, I mentioned a bit earlier, God wants to do a work in us, then do a work for us, then do a work through us. And God's purpose ultimately is for us to reveal him and to share him and to show him to the world. But you know, if God did it there, what we are showing there is not half is the glory and the life and the presence and the peace and the love of God. If God did everything here and did everything for us now, then he wouldn't have been doing the work in us. It causes him to be revealed to the world. He does a process in us. He does it in us and does it through us. Does it in us. He does it for us. And then we can share, you know what? I've been there. I've done that. I've had to endure what you've endured. I've had to grow and believe and hang on to God. But you know what? At the right time, God stepped into my world and ministered to me. And I've got a compassion now and I've got an empathy now that I can share with you because I've been there. And if it just been there, it'd been, oh, just pray and believe God, whatever. But you know what? Because of that delay, I believe in God for greater things. And I'm a different person now. My character is different now. But I live with a hope and a desire, not just for me, but for you, for your city, for your community for your nation to do something great but today can we all stand because I'm going to pray for those who are in the process of waiting but today if you don't know Jesus Christ as your saviour I want to tell you today is the right day today is the right time 2 Corinthians 6 and 2 says this for God says at just the right time I heard you in the day of salvation, I heard you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. If you've never experienced Jesus Christ as your Savior, never accepted him as your Savior, I want to declare over you that there's no delay. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the now. The right time is now. And I'm going to just pray a prayer, and you can just pray in your heart the same prayer. And if you do that, after I've prayed it, at the end of service, please see Billy and Kerry. Just stick your hand up, Billy and Kerry. Go and speak to one of them. If you're praying this prayer in your heart right now for the first time to acknowledge Jesus as your Savior, we want to help you. It's just the start of an incredible journey. Father God, we thank you that at the right time you step into our world and in our life. Jesus, we thank you that you die for us. Lord, I thank you that this is the right time. Today is the day of salvation. And I come to you, and Jesus, I say thank you for taking my punishment, 
dying on the cross for me. I acknowledge you as Savior. I acknowledge that I have messed up, that I have sinned, that I've fallen short of your standard, God. And I accept Jesus' offer of salvation and forgiveness. Lord, I make a decision today to acknowledge you as Lord, to be my Savior. And from this day, this is my right time. This is my day of salvation. I'm not delaying any longer. This is my time. And I just say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And I accept you as my Savior. And I walk with you from this day on. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, please speak to Billy and Kerry at the end. But for all of us, maybe you're in that place where you've had a promise, you've got an unanswered prayer, and you're just, you're struggling with it. I'm going to pray within the delay that your faith will not diminish, but that your faith will grow stronger. That you'll believe it more and more. That you won't give up. And I'm going to pray that through that process, that your character will strengthen, that you'll be able to endure, and you will grow and you'll become a bigger person. But I'm also going to pray that your hope will increase. That desire to see God. Maybe that desire, maybe you've given up a bit, but I'm believing for a desire to grow within you. Lord, it'll increase and increase for you to see God move in incredible measure. Father God, for everyone, Lord, who, who, who you're speaking to right now. Father God, uh, Lord, let you connect with people. Father God, the, the, these words that are speaking, Lord, but it needs your spirit to come and connect with people. Lord, for those who are in that waiting, for those who are struggling, I pray, Father God, for a strengthening of faith, Father God. Lord, for those who have always given up and said, I've not got the faith more, reinstill, reignite our faith, Lord. Cause it to grow, Lord, that you will, that we believe that God is able. Lord, I pray, Father God, for that character development, for that and you, that hanging in there, that growing. Lord, the, the work that you're doing in us, sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes we're crying out and praying. But I thank you, Father God, that you're doing it for our good because you're causing it to work for our good and you're growing us and you're causing us to become more and more like Jesus and more and more the people that you've called us to be. Lord, let that hanging in there. Let that character be strengthened, Father God. And Father, I pray in the delay that the hope will increase. Lord, that we'll get more excited than we've ever been. Lord, that we'll have that confident expectation, but that desire to see you move in incredible way for those who have lost all. Lord, I thank you that against all natural hope, Abraham believed in hope because he could see that you were going to do what you're going to do. Thank you that we have a living hope within us, Jesus Christ. And I pray that we will live with that hope that he brings and that he is and Lord, we'll confess and expect that you will do greater than we can ever imagine. Lord, but in that waiting period, I thank you, Father God, that you're not doing nothing. You're just doing things behind the scenes to prepare something great, something awesome, something remarkable for the future. Lord, help us to grow, to be the people who receive it and see you move in power. In Jesus' name, amen.